Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, today is a, a special episode, and, and it's something I actually recorded um, kind of almost live within the, in the past couple of hours. And, um, you know, I want to talk about the the subject of COVID-19 and, and how this is affecting um, the music world. And, and I know a lot of our labels are out there and are feeling sort of uh, confused and paralyzed and not sure, should we promote entertainment or should we hold back? Um, <clears throat> or is it more important than ever? And uh, th this is a topic, topic I was kind of avoiding, hoping this would all go away, but it appears that it's not going away. And so what I did was I reached out to two labels that um, we've interviewed previously. The first one is Asthmatic Kitty, um, who is home to Sufjan Stevens. And then uh, the other label is, is one of my favorite labels um, over in the UK called Specialist Subjects. And we know we have a lot of fans. Um, and I talked, I reached out to, to Kay Stanley at Specialist Subjects and we talk about um, how they're moving forward with um, releases that they have planned and how they're um, handling all of this. I think you're going to find it encouraging because I know there's a lot of people out there who think the best thing to do is just to completely shut down. And that may be the case for some people, and that's totally okay. Um, but if you want to keep going or if you need encouragement and motivation to keep going, then I think you'll find that in these interviews. Um, I hope you enjoy it. First, I hop on a call with John Beeler of Asthmatic Kitty Records, who are home to Sufian Stevens. Well, I, I won't take too much of your time. I know that, uh, well, I mean, I guess you have six months to a year, but I want to <laughs> ask you, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit, you know, we, we kind of, um, I was kind of thinking about plowing through this COVID-19 and maybe disregarding it and just keeping focused on music, but it seems like it's, um, it's here to stay. And I wanted to ask you about how it impacts the label and, and, and how it impacts your mindset. Um, so I, you know, one of the things I've seen a lot of dichotomy on Twitter, some people say it feels weird to be self-promoting your art during a global crisis, but there are others who say we all need music and art more in a time like this where do you stand on all of this <clears throat> wow that's a that's a big question so the question is do we need to be promoting well, music yeah versus you know fading into the background correct and, yeah yeah hmm. that's a pretty hard question I, okay. I think that well in a weird way, I think it's the wrong question for us to be asking right now because, um, we, you know, we should always be thinking about, especially those of us that run record labels, reception, this kind of like the purpose of marketing, right, is mm. to predict and anticipate <clears throat> and adjust based on, you know, the, the most banal of it is like a focus group, you know. <laughs> but, sure. but the truth is that if we're running a record label and we're thinking about the business of it, there's a group in our head that we may not... There may not be a group in a room, but we're thinking, what do people think about when they hear this right now, right? Mm. So, so I think that's the question that that's trying to ask. But I think for artists, it's not really our job to, for artists and those of us that release artist work, it's not our job to anticipate reaction, especially during a time like this. Like it is our job, but... <clears throat> that whether people will receive it or not, I think is beside the point right now, okay. even more so. I think artists just need to listen to what their work is saying and, and act based on that versus, I mean, obviously if you're singing about, 
people dying, then you need to think about what that is. <laughs> but, um, so are you saying that artists should always be like empathetic to an audience regardless of the a crisis or not? Well, music's like this weird thing, right? Where on the most commercial side, it just, it's, it is a marketing exercise. And that's not to say that we don't release music like that, but I think for most independent labels, there's at least some cowtailing to art, right? Mm. And when you get into talking about art, it should less be about, are we, I don't know, this is really hard, Scott. I, okay. I should have thought more no, about no. this. I'm <laughs> rambling. <laughs> <laughs> let, let well, me, I'm thinking out loud. Yeah, no, so, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I won't hold you down. Let me list. answer it shortly. No, we shouldn't be thinking about what people think about it. Okay, that's <laughs> like good. We yeah, I think that the 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 if people uh, receive it, then it's gonna it's gonna be received. And if they were not, then it may not be the time for it right now. Yeah, but to not do it and to think about it and second guess, I think, is unwise. Sure. No, that's fair. Let, let's talk about the label. I mean, Sufjan Stevens had a release plan for early April. This was obviously planned well ahead of time before all of this. At what point in the lead up to this release did you realize the virus was going to impact the rollout? Uh, I think probably when everybody else did. <clears throat> but we, we did get an email from uh, our distributor who asked us to pull up the release date to allow... Well, they wanted to allow uh, record stores to sell it as quickly as possible, I like see. as soon as they got it in stock. And you know, normally street dates are pretty strict, but in this case, we didn't really. Um, it was totally fine. And and then over the weekend, Sufian and Lowell also emailed and said they wanted to donate half of the proceeds from the from the record to um, charities working on getting food to families during, the, during all of this. So. That's awesome. And so then you pulled. I, th- I think, what was it, like a couple days or a week ahead of time, it, it, it just, it it um, it hit the streaming services, is that right? Yeah, <clears throat> we, we released it on, uh, I think we did like a YouTube premiere on Monday, and then it technically came out Tuesday morning, you know, right. 12. Right, that's... And, um, which is not that, meant, like, I feel like under normal time, <laughs> like, oh, an album came out four days early, like, whoop-de-doo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but when every day is a year right now, I think it's... That's true. It, it got a little bit of extra press. Oh yeah, for, no, that's know, true. Coming out early, so. Well, I think there's a good argument for how a captive audience at home craving distractions makes for a good time to release new music, especially an ambient new age record. I don't know if that yeah. thought occurred at all, but I, when you guys announced that it was coming out early, it, there's just something comforting for me as a music fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of depend on. Uh, you and and Netflix to to give me distractions and to give me comforting things. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is we released another song on. Um, I guess it was Friday last week. It feels so long ago. <clears throat> it's a song by Dennis and Whitmere, who is lesser known than Sufian, but they they're kind of tied at the hip in a lot of ways. Sure, they toured together and they collaborate on a lot of stuff. And um, I think it's Dennison's best song ever, huh. but it's not a distraction. I mean, it. it it's about this little baby who's Dennison's namesake who died at six months old. Wow. And the song is written from the perspective of that little baby Dennison's father. <clears throat> and they, um, they ended up, the baby's dad and mom ended up scattering the baby's ashes into the waves in, in Catalina, off Catalina Island. And mm. So that's the song. And 
there's no distraction about that. I yeah, mean, sure. faces right in a loss. And I, and I kind of wonder too, if these two things like Aporia is kind of light and experimental and, and fun. Like there's no deep lyrics on it at all. Yeah. And that hits a special spot. Like you said, the distraction, but I think that the world's also going to need songs like that help us kind of face into what's about to happen or is happening for some people. Sure. And, we need people to express our grief for us because we're too busy grieving. I yeah. think there, there's a need for that too. So, um, how has the response been to uh, for Aporia? <laughs> Have you been encouraged? Oh yeah, it's been it's been really great. I I think that it, it is heightened as a result of all of this. Um, normally, we would kind of be steamrolling into record store month, right? Yeah, record store day month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and I I think that honest in a weird way just because so many people have canceled releases and, and there's so much happening for there to be a release that comes out on, like as of last week, I think was, it kind of opened the field up a little bit and we got a little more attention than we would normally would have. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And people have been really positive about it. I think there's a large group of people that are just wishing for a solo Sufian, <laughs> you know, more standard record. But yeah. Those people don't. Sufian never delivers on, yeah. yeah, I know. It exceeds right. your expectations in ways you didn't expect. Yes, so yes, that's true. For him to release the striker is pretty normal. Well, there's uh, there's this theory that people have online <coughs> that um, Sufian releases a major release every five years. So that's why there was a lot of a lot of wait in yeah. 2020. Let me ask you a. Uh, um, uh, uh, a, a, a lot of big indie releases. Well, I've heard of a few indie releases and definitely major releases have been rescheduled to later in the summer. Hypothetically, if this was a, a major release, like a proper Sufian solo record, what would you do? Huh. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. Well, I do two things. One is stay the course and one is to go off course. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they stay the course is like, Hey, you know, we'll always have a plan. Let's stick to the plan. Build out the plan the way that the plan is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and slow and steady was the race. And I think the other piece of it is to try and build things modularly so that for a for a solo Sufian campaign, there's, there's just going to be so many moving pieces. And so, I think our goal would be to try and build it all as quickly as possible, and then kind of make a decision about. Um, how to release it like at the last moment, you know, before announce and be like, what, what is this? What does the world need right now? Yeah. And, and that's the moment to kind of think about context and timing. Sure. And, um, but I think inevitably that conversation, there's like an 80% chance it would just be like, well, let's stick to the plan. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. But there's actually been a lot, I, I've seen a, a, a more so of a negative response to artists who have pushed back their release into the summer. I feel like, um, <laughs> I almost feel like some listeners feel a bit abandoned. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's this weird, I mean, I saw this even with Aporia. We have an incredibly generous and kind fan base. And one of the things that I think happened is, is we kind of crave, like entitlement's a really shitty word to yes, use, but I, there is like an expectation from, from fans yeah, that, hey, sure. I've been purchasing this music and where, where are you now? <laughs> you know what I need you the most. <laughs> yeah. I've been going to these shows and, and so I understand that um, regardless of whether it's Sufian's fan base or whomever. So, um, 
Yeah, but the reality is they're just, I, I think that's the other piece of this. For, for artists who, for whom touring is an essential uh, tentpole of their campaign and income structure. Sure. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, Sufjan's the kind of artist that touring would be very profitable, but he doesn't have to do it. Right. And so, that's right. Yeah, he's not going to he be on. Luxury of, he's not going to be on carpool karaoke or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll never say never. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, uh, what advice? I won't take many more of your time, but I, you know, I think speaking, we talked about the creatives at the beginning, but I'm also thinking a lot of our listeners have an entrepreneurial spirit, and and I wonder what advice you might have to them. Uh, um, whether they have a release planned or not, I think there's a lot of people who feel paralyzed by all this where, yeah. you know, not, not necessarily talking about, is it appropriate to, to release music, but, but even just feeling, do I use this time to sow seeds so that when this is over, I I'm back on track. Um, do I, do I use this time to rest? I mean, I think there are people who mm -hmm. feel paralyzed. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the paralysis makes sense. I, I think that we don't, all of us are experiencing really big uncertainty. So sure. as, as evolved animals, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's only two responses. One is to get in the fight and fight your way out. And the other one is to kind of be still and wait it out. And yeah. I don't know that any one is more valid than the other. That's um, true. I do think there's a, I heard a spiritual leader say the other day that this has helped us realize that what we had was the illusion of control, but not actual control. Mm. And, and so I think there's an opportunity here to re-examine some of the assumptions that we had two months ago about the way things work and, and what we think ought to happen mm. and realize that we were always pretty close to the edge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Economically, uh, you know, even in terms of opportunity, um, there's just it's easy to have taken that for granted. And I think there's a path forward where we move forward, but it's being stewards of what we have, taking opportunity of what's ahead of us without expecting or believing that we're entitled to anything happening. Mm. So I, I think that people should listen to their heart, but I, I hope that people also move forward with the work as much as they can. It's a lot yeah. harder now than it was a month ago. Yeah. So no, that's the true. Finances are, are but everything's changing, like in terms of the record, <clears throat> and I think it will have changed. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a switch that gets turned on on the other side of this. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's gonna be gone, and that's internal structures like record stores and pressing plants, and even printers and <laughs> promoters. And uh, I mean, when the industry comes out of this on the other side, it's gonna look pretty different. Yeah. So no, that's true, and that's a good point. I think my hope is in that there are some things that we've kind of adopted through all this, you know, the live streaming that I hope that we continue with. And I think there's a, a global community that we've acknowledged, but you're totally right. We have been, there are things we're taking for granted and uh, hopefully some, some new behaviors come out of this that are a little bit healthier. Yeah. I, I think the advice is always the same. I mean, we talked about this with Angelo on the podcast like two years ago. It's about, as a label or as an entrepreneur building your own platform and not being beholden to a particular, like the record For label sure. or the business is your platform, Spotify or Twitter or TikTok or Snapchat. These are platforms too, but they're not your platforms. Oh, that's them. great. So point. Great. How do point. you, how do you correct Corel your 
projects into your own platform. And I don't mean like a tech platform, but the yes. way that you deliver things, like a train platform. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So build your own yeah. um, rather than relying on these other tools that are uh, unpredictable. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Thanks, John, for doing this. Congrats yeah. on the, the new release. And uh, thank you for releasing that. Thank you for releasing it early. And uh, hopefully there's more to come from you guys. Yeah. Well, likewise, please keep it up, Scott. We need your podcast. So. Now let's hop on a plane, not literally, over the Atlantic to specialist subject records who we've had on this show before and talk with Kay Stanley. Curious, like, um, how, you know, some labels, um, you know, there's a lot of, like, small uh, one-person operations who can, it's pretty easy to shut down or some of us didn't have anything planned to begin with. But I wanted to kind of touch base with some, a, a couple of, you know, people I've spoken to before to see how things are going and, um, and how it affects your decision-making with releases now and, and, and releases in the future. Um, first of all, first off, you, you've closed your retail store. Is that true? Yeah. So we, because we're inside a music venue, it was kind of a no brainer for us anyway, that the music venue and the cafe weren't going to be able to like stay open. So we were actually the first out of the kind of the whole unit to say that we were going to close. And it's because, uh, of like, uh, one of us getting symptoms. So it was like, okay, well that's made the decision for us. We need to just close straight away and go into isolation. Um, which, I mean, it all happened at the same day. It was like the last day that I was in and I was like, right, we, we're, I kind of went in to close everything up and make sure everything was okay. And that was the same day as the cafe was like, this is our last day. No one's coming in. And the venue was like, we're pretty sure that they're going to close us down yeah. anyway. Oh, so sure. we're like, doing it. so yeah, it all happened very fast, but because the decision was kind of taken out of our hands, it wasn't like we were kind of, it wasn't like we were on a high street where we've got our own entrance and it was kind of down to us to decide um and we're going to face the same thing when we can open like you know other open uh, other shops are probably going to be able to open to the public before cafes and venues can reopen so yeah i was thinking that you know mm, yeah so we're probably going to be the last to open but luckily we can still send out mail order every day um we have like the postman like comes and picks up stuff from us so it nice. can be it's completely non-contact. We, you know, we can leave the sacks for him. And yeah, so as long as that continues, then like we're still getting mail order. And I think people are kind of willing to shop at independent stores rather than just buying some of stuff off Amazon. And maybe we're offering something different to yes. Amazon and, and huge evil, pretty evil corporations <laughs> that are profiting disgusting amounts from this. So. so are you, you're, you're, you're getting lots of orders or you're satisfied with the orders? We're happy with the orders. Yeah. It's been really nice. And it's been really nice seeing people like wanting to support us as we've been putting uh, t-shirts that people are buying them, even if they don't buy records. And, and I think yeah. also where people are finding a hole in what's been really funny is having orders come in on like a Friday or a Saturday night and it's like oh I wonder if people are like they're sat at home and they're thinking oh I just saved like a hundred pounds on going to the pub or (laughs) I would have gone to this gig and I would have bought some merch I'll buy it then yeah yeah 
So we're getting orders coming in at like different times for different things, which is like, it's interesting watching it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great to hear. I, I We have, um, it, things took like a quick turn in Canada. Like we had our, our record store um, decided he like voluntarily closed down um, maybe mm-hmm. three weeks ago, but he was uploading um, Instagram stories of his records and then people could order and he would bike it to your house. And oh, nice. so it was, it was great. Um, and I put an order in, but then I think he kind of at that, dur- like during that time is when the province kind of cracked down and said, no, it's non-essential retail. And so yeah. he kind of felt the pressure to not be going to everybody's doorstep, which is, which is too bad. Cause I mean, I, I would love to support him. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting seeing like how many shops don't have any online presence and they're suddenly faced <laughs> with do they put yeah, do they put all their stock on Discogs or, or um start up like a e-commerce site or do they take the the time and to to close and not do anything and and you know rely on kind of government support and I like I feel very lucky that we we're an online we're very used to being flexible and we were an online only shop for so long that like and we're used to like changing what we're doing and reacting very quickly so it's it's challenging and it's scary and I think if we have to stop doing mail order because lockdown gets tighter um we will really struggle but Mm -hmm. um at the moment it's yeah, at the moment we're pretty confident, and it's it's not going to be too bad for us. That's great. That's good to hear. Do you have your your entire shop online? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. We always have done because it was always online anyway. So and so yeah, that's not was, like non-label releases as well. Yeah, yeah, we awesome. have everything. So all our used stock is on Discogs, and all our new stock is on our normal website. Uh, which is specialsubjectrecords.co.uk. And then we also have like our label releases on our main website and on our bank camp as well. That's awesome. Well, that's great. Mm. Well, it's good to hear that people are still supporting. I kind of feel like motivated now. I should go and place an order. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, we're looking for that. And, you know, Rory, who's been doing all of our mail order which we're massively grateful for he only lives like a 10 minute walk away from the shop and he can access it the building on his own so awesome. it's you know it's not putting anyone else at risk it's not doing anything needlessly yes. um, you know far better than people who are non-essential workers working in warehouses oh, and, you know sure. we can we can still pay rory we yes. are checking in he's He's only working when he wants to. We're checking in with him to see if, like, we should walk in and go. But we're not kind of all turning up together and, yeah, and, yeah putting each other at risk. Yeah. Well, I I think it's great that people can support you in that way, and I think that mail orders now more than ever are important because you people want to feel connected, and so getting a parcel because you're at home anyway during the day. So getting a parcel is. Uh, such a nice thing, especially when it's, you know, a record or something. Yeah, it's been really nice talking to people where they're saying that like, oh, maybe they can't work at the moment, but they're discover they're rediscovering their record collection or mm-hmm. like we've we've sold a lot of older releases, which has been really interesting because I, I wonder if there's a correlation between people thinking, well, 
I've all I always buy records as bands are touring and active and there. But if no one's touring and and no bands are active, then uh, people are buying records that were released like six years ago from a band that split up or sure. isn't active anymore. And I think it's like you can people are listening to a release just for the enjoyment of the release yes. rather than it being like a hyped band or that's a band that's very active. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's been interesting. That's interesting. Do you have, did you have a, re- a release recently? Like last week? We did. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, <laughs> it was kind of one of those things where it was, it was coming up too quickly that to change everything would have been, um, just been too hard to do you know it takes a couple of weeks to get everything set up sure. and the records had arrived we'd sent them on to our distributor um things like that uh but it was also long enough to feel confident that the the country was pretty stable people we so our lockdown was for three weeks and this record was coming out at the end of week two so we were fairly certain that there isn't going to be a big government uh, shift where you know the first yeah. week it was by the hour everything was changing and news feeds were completely taken over by the news and you know releases and music and and things to listen to were, were just lost amongst news it was it was too much to take in That's so a good point. yeah and we also thought like the record's great we really wanted people to hear it we we we're not uh because we are kind of like a, a niche dra- like genre we're putting out like punk music it's not like commercial record stores would have stocked it anyway so sure. the fact that it doesn't have kind of high street presence it's we're not reliant on that anyway it's it's a shame that the band had to cancel their tour right um but they did like an online record like listening party on nice. thursday night and yeah so it's kind of, yeah. let me just ask a couple questions so the what's the band name the band's called Charmpit. Charmpit. Oh yep. man, that's a great name. But, <laughs> um, I should have thought of that first. And and what's the record called? It's called Cause a Stir. Cause a Stir. And uh, so it was originally planned. I'll just give the listeners uh, some some time frame here. So it was originally planned for April third release. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, a Friday. And so that was always the plan. Yeah, that and was always. How the far plan. did that go back? Oh, uh, let me see. I can see when I had the like our first meeting with them on our kind but, of timelines that but, we have going on. The, but yeah, months, before, months. Yeah, months, months. So, um, where at what point did you start to have a discussion with the band and with the other people at the label to say, um, are we going to do this? You know, what at what point did you realize this was going to be interrupted? Oh, uh. I, like, say, I mean, like everyone else, it was kind of three weeks ago. Yeah. We, like a lot of our bands, we um, are very close with anyway. So we always have like a WhatsApp conversation going. Sure. And it was a case of like um, checking in with each other and being like, okay. Um, because I think we, we never weren't going to put out the record. We were never, it never even dawned on us to delay the record. And Actually, it was kind of funny seeing other records with the same release date pushing mm-hmm. back their release dates yeah. to September or whenever because 
um, there was also some kind of snide remark where people were saying like, oh, you're pushing it back, blaming it on pressing plants. But actually, if your release date's the 3rd of April, you should already, they should already be at the pressing plant. They should always, already yeah, be back sure. with you. So yeah, yeah. it was, you know, is it a cop out? Is it trying to bide your time? Is it worrying that everything's changing? Um, or, you know, fair enough, if you if it's a release where you're reliant on the band needs to tour and you need to get it in record shops, then fair enough, delay it. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. weren't worried about that. We, we were more worried about them having to cancel their release tour because the band had booked it themselves. They'd put a lot of work into doing it themselves. Um, and, you know, that was 10 days around the UK that just had to wipe off straight away. Well, I'm glad you didn't delay it because I, I actually think there's going to be a... a a uh, huge crowded mess in August and September when people start <laughs> releasing all these records. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's almost like a good time now to release a record. Yeah, we've actually got a release coming out tomorrow. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh, so we're doing a surprise release. It's a three song, uh, it'll be a digital release that comes out tomorrow. We're putting all three songs out. And then following that, we've got a, it's a one-sided seven inch. <laughs> oh, wow. that's awesome. Well, you know what? I actually, I, I wasn't sure when I emailed you a couple days ago, but um, just based on the schedule and everything, I'm going to release this episode, this conversation tomorrow. So, um, okay. so we'll direct people to go to specialistsubjects.co.uk to check that out because it'll be, it'll, will be tomorrow that we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's three songs from a brand new band called Cosmet. Um, I actually play bass in the band, which, oh, cool. I, and Erica plays guitar in the band. And I think because it's almost like an in-house release and all the other, people in the band are all people who've released records with us in the past. And I think because of that, um, it's not like we have, there's any, there's no risk and there's no expectation. So we thought it would be like a fun thing. We really wanted to share it with people. So yes, the the band's called Cosmet, which is Cosmic with a T. And um, yeah, on Bandcamp is it's cosmet.bandcamp.com. And it's, it's three songs and yeah. That's great. Hopefully, it's a it's like a fun little release that people can kind of jump on as as soon as it's from this brand new band that have only played two gigs <laughs> and can't play any more gigs now. Yeah, can't even play anymore. So you know, the last time we um, we talked, it, it was around Christmas time, and we were talking about releasing music and how you've even released records close to Christmas and how there's mm-hmm. like a kind of a secret benefit to that. That was a really uh, interesting conversation and it opened up a lot of dialogue with our listeners. But are you finding any unexpected benefit to releasing during this pandemic? Like the April 3rd, has anything surprised you? Uh, the thing that surprised has surprised us with this whole thing is uh, people buying more physical music directly from the label um, Mm. for bands like this Charmpit record has done really well and it's trying to work out whether it's are we getting the sales direct that Charmpit would have got at the merch table on their tour which would have you know um, and we work with profit splits with all of our labels anyway so it's it's going to benefit both of us that it's coming direct. It's supporting the label and keeping us going as well as, you know, it will feed back to the band and, you know, things break even 
sooner without them having to go on tour to to get that part of the the income then maybe that's like a a positive thing sure. um, but yeah definitely notice like a an unexpected rise in in selling physical music and yeah i, I wonder that's if great. it is because people are at home and yeah it's <laughs> and it's also making them feel like you know it's their part in supporting these bands that otherwise they don't get to see or you know they can't go see them play live and things like that well and it's a great point that like i mean hopefully people are getting refunds from their tickets that they had bought for various tours and and mm. they're not spending money on tickets and they're not spending money on alcohol like you mentioned so um you know everyone's financial situation is different but for some people they might be saying uh, I, I'm not, you know, I do have some extra income that I'm not spending on going out to eat or to drink. And <laughs> Yeah. And one thing that I'm finding really interesting, which kind of makes me think of what we talked about last time is where I was talking about um, uh, people looking at like the territories that they're in and, uh, you know, having a an American band or a Canadian band having a UK label if they have no intention of coming to the yeah. UK. And it's very interesting at the moment that at the moment it's, it's, there's no barriers and there's no kind of, uh, your local scene is as accessible as bands across the world. Interesting. You. And yes. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like we've been finding that so we've been running um live stream gigs every tuesday evening so as you put this up it will be this evening sure. um it's called distant together and we've been um we've done it's our fourth one tomorrow night and it started off as a whim we did one and it went so well and we enjoyed it so much and it made us feel so connected to so many people <laughs> that we were like okay we have to keep doing this it's really enjoyable yeah. and um yeah and that is it'll be maybe a band on our label or a band from bristol and a band that we know really well but also we'll have someone in california playing we'll have someone in new york playing we have a we'll have a band in australia playing that's and great everyone has their time slot and we just do it all through um at instagram which is um just through instagram live which is um at specialist subject and yeah they, they've been re they've been really fun and it's definitely made everything feel a bit more closer and yeah. Well, there really uh, hasn't a bit more. It's like a yeah. There hasn't been a, a a crisis that has been so global like this. You know, there's been forest fires and there's been no. hurricanes and earthquakes, but they're always so regional. And this is like we're all kind of experiencing this together. Hmm. Definitely. Uh, what advice do you have to our listeners who might have a release date planned? Uh, or or have a release date maybe planned in a month from now and are, are getting uneasy or feeling paralyzed? I think speaking speaking to go back to your original um, plans for the the release and what you wanted to get out of it and what your aims and goals for. If your aims and goals were to have um, you know the whole campaign involved. Uh, like touring the world or going on being part of like the festival circuit over the summer or um being doing in stores and being in lots of um being in lots of shops mm -hmm. then maybe delay it maybe that's the most sensible thing to do and um, same as like if if your big goal was to have to make sure that you were featured in lots of like magazines and publications and you know it was a kind of press 
based plan with with an idea that that was going to kind of raise uh what people thought of you then I think yeah maybe then delay it but I think if it's in terms of how we've been seeing it is it's it's what we're not reliant on all of those things we our our work kind of comes from our own backs and and really it comes down to we want to help share this music with as many people as possible and with the internet and almost having this uh this worldwide audience that is hasn't got the rest of their lives to worry about for many people you know obviously for many people they have money concerns Mm -hmm. they have dependence they they all their time and energy is taken up by that but there's also a huge group of people who are working from home and are they, this captured audience and yes, and yeah and whether yeah. people are struggling or not it's yeah and i think that's like a really nice thing like the world shouldn't stop and there shouldn't be new music just because there isn't this perceived like traditional route right yeah no that's a good point well i'm glad to hear that you guys are still going and um and that you have so many uh, unique things. I mean, th- to to offset what you're losing with the store, like with the online orderings and the live streams and the special releases, and and pers- per, you know, persevering with the planned releases. Um, it's so many good things, and I hope it all adds up for you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. That means a lot. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I think the takeaway from this, as a music fan, is this is a great time to go and support some of these artists uh, or sorry some of these labels and their artists if you can and i know a lot of the people are in a situation where you can't do that and i know a lot of people who who are in a situation where they can have already done that and especially with that band camp day that happened a couple of weeks ago um but this was kind of my takeaway is thinking yeah let's not give more money to amazon and there might be some money that you would have normally spent on dining out or entertainment and and that can go to some of these labels who are working hard through all of this i think that's a really cool thing and i hope that you're encouraged by these interviews i hope um that if it's appropriate for you if you have the 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 strength and if you're in a a healthy position um to to press on with the label um, then i encourage you to do that we're going to do a follow-up next week where we talk a little bit more about what to do in these times or in times like this Um, but i truly hope that um no matter what industry you're in uh, or what position in this music industry that you're in um, that you find a way to uh, be productive even though that you know it's kind of a weird word but um, to to stay motivated to stay excited um, with the hope that there is an end to all of this thank you again for listening let's go back and support asthmatickitty.com and specialistsubjects.co.uk and check out those great labels also go back and check out Um, the episodes with them. I think it's back in May of 2019 when we released the episode with uh, Asthmatic Kitty, which was, I think, our most popular episode ever. And then another really popular episode is one we released in December of 2019 with Specialist Subjects. So go check that out um, and you can reach out to me. I'd love to know how you're going through all of this and and what your state of mind is. And if you have any questions or concerns, uh, you can email me at podcast at otherrecordlabels.com. Thanks so much. I hope you're doing well.